Okay, today's daf is daf tet vav, and yesterday we started a new parak, which is parak shlishi, and we're talking about um, it began by ochlim isa, and what the Mishnah is, what the Gemara was medayik from the fact that you can eat a rai, you can have a snack from the isa from the dough until we said until we said the dough was completed. I mean, the dough was fully kneaded. Let's call it that. Or I'll just use the term we've been using now, the dough was rolled, or until the sorin were pushed together, the fact the Gemara was trying to medaik an extra law from that. And the law it was trying to medaik was as follows. If you, let's go over it again. So, meaning it seems to be one can eat only aray at that stage, aval kavin, as opposed to keva, kavin, meaning to break that large dough in this early stage before it's fully formed into smaller Piece, smaller portions of dough, each less than the shi of chala, that would be asu. That seems asu. And his medaiki from the Mishnah, we'll just go over that again in a moment. But the reason why is because you're trying to do things seems to try and circumvent the heel of chala. So, how we medaiki it? That is because, if you recall, we said yesterday that because the Torah, because Mishnah says you can ochlim arai specifically. Must mean you can't break into small pieces. Why? Because if you could break into small pieces of dough or small sections of dough, then you could even have achilat keva. You'd be able to even have a fixed meal because they would each be less than the shminem shir of chala. That's why I tried to medayik. So Amr Yossi says, Imin hadab. If you're trying to medayik, in other words, he's not cholik on the principle, but he's cholik on the derivation. He says, Amr Yossi, Imin hadab. If you're trying to learn it from this, late shama mina klum. You can't derive anything. Why? That is because what it's what the what the Gemara is saying is is that what one can do is one could even eat at a volume that would might one might consider as a chilat keva, but because he's going to if it's in a in a context where he would place the remaining dough back in. Then we say this considered shalodnik marmalachto and wouldn't and wouldn't be considered if you like ilach. It would still be considered um, as if it hasn't reached marmalachto and you'd be able to do eat it in that way. I'll make this clearer in a moment, but let's just remember where we learn this from. To Amar Rabbi Yossi, B'shem Rabbi Zira, B'shem Rabbi Lazar, Af Mash Belagin Lonit Balmit Meshuati Lachzir Ledavash Shalodnik Marmalachto. So if you recall, we learned this before previously that what's marmalacha for wine? And that's when you skim off the various pills and pips and the like. So what if someone is next to the the the, um, the wine press, and he takes a lagin, but he takes a clear one, and he's going to drink it. Now, we say it's not considered javar, nigmar malachto, even though it's clear and beautiful, because in this context, since you're drinking it by the wine press, you're going to lachzirat mutar. Anything left over, you're going to fall back in. So therefore, it's still considered as if it hasn't reached gmar malacha. So the same thing is here as well. So I'll read you a bit of a because it's quite long. It says, v'hachanam yafilu ochla keva, even if someone ate a lot of from this dough before it's fully rolled, obviously, because once it's fully rolled, we said it's nigmar uh, you can't even snack from it. It says, we say that's not considered keva, the asur. Below my son, we asur without doing a fresh. Why? Since any of the dough you're snacking from, if you've got left over, you're just going to put it back in the dough and finish making your bread. Without telling your guests, that is. To this dough that's not fully rolled yet, that it hasn't yet become terrible because it's not fully rolled. 
So this also is considered, isn't considered kever. The hilkach afilu teima muta la sota kavim. It could even, it, the Mishnah could even be saying that it's able to break it into kavim. Don't mush with the fact that it says you, ha, you can only eat achilat aray until achagagel, because you might be able to break it into small amounts. Hacha sheminan la, because what the Mishnah is telling us by saying ochlim achilat aray mena isa achagagel, Means that you can eat a lot, even even more than uh, four, five five quarter cup. The chiddush of the missioner is is that if you're going to place the remainder back in the main bit of dough that you're needing, that's provided you're eating it mamash there, then mutar yulatu below chala with any haprasha. But just to make it clear, if you now take it to another room, you've separated, and therefore you're not going to motar, then you wouldn't have, be able to have achilat keva, and it'd be asur. So what are we saying here? We tried to mash with the Mishnah. The fact that it says you're going to only eat achilat arai, we, to, we, we seem to imply from this, the Gemara says, well, therefore you can't break into small pieces that will exempt you from chala. Because if you could break into small pieces exempt from chala, then you'd be able to add a chila keva, because it's not chayv and chala, it's small shirim. And what the Gemara is saying is, no, you, you, you've got it wrong. That is, what the mission is teaching us is that even if you could, you could break into small pieces, all big pieces make a difference, because if you're still eating it by the dough, even if you, what the mission is teaching us, you could even have huge amounts. You could have, you could be eating and eating away. But because you're machzirat mozar, since you, what you do is you, the anything remaining, you place it back, it's considered as if it's not rich, it's not, it's not considered like an achila kev. It's only if you took it away from that, like the parallel case, if you took a, a, a jug of wine from the wine press, it was clear and took it out of the wine press and weren't drinking by the wine press, that would also be considered as if it's rich, or achila kev, and then you wouldn't be able to um, eat from it. Okay. However, what the Gemara does do, it says, but your law is correct. And you can mashma from elsewhere. Where can you mashma it from? It says, Where can we learn this idea that you shouldn't, if, you've got, if you're making a large batch of dough, you shouldn't try and break into small batches of dough in order to exempt yourself from the shir of chala. That's from another, a previous mission we learned. And that was, if you recall, we said, if someone's unable to make his dough betahara, meaning he, the person can't go to mikveh to matara, and this is all they can't find someone to matara for them. And we saw in terms of how much effort someone has to go to to do that. There it says, what you do, then you should do, you should make it, just to finish the girsa, according what you should do, according to um, the, again, this is not Shadarebi Kiva, this is the Tanakama, you should actually make in small batches of dough. Ah, that's Mipnei She'enu Yachol. That's because you can't make it with Tahara, meaning this is a Bidiyavet situation. But if you can do batara, lo bata, then you wouldn't be able to make it to small batches to try and avoid the chiyav chala. Ah, but hada amra on this you can mashma the law that shasul adam latsot isato kabin. If someone's making a huge batch of dough, they shouldn't the melachat chila. Sorry, they shouldn't uh, try and circumvent the chiyav chala by breaking into small batches of dough and then finishing and finishing the kneading then to exempt themselves. Okay, fine. Next we go. Says Vashar Kola Dvarim. Are we sorry? sorry? Are we speaking about actually eating dough, or are we speaking about taking a piece of dough and? No, we're talking about eating. So the previous case was actually talking about eating dough. Yes. Um, Some will do that. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't. But let's continue. Let's continue. Vashar Kola Dvarim. Now, 
we said in our Mishnah, there are two uh, two markers of what's considered Gemara Malacha. For wheat, it's when it's formed into nice dough. For this, if you're making I mean, uh, wheat dough, there's this, but if you're making from barley, since it doesn't form into dough nicely, it's when it's almost like pressed, compacted, if you like, in such a way that it has some sort of form. That's what we said. So we said to Vashar called the barn when it comes to other things, because remember, there are five grains that have chiyub uh, of chala. Then ma'alecha bahim achara Then also we use the same measure that we use for barley that we do for, say, rice, belt, and oats, that it's when it's timtum, uh, when it uh, comes to, uh, when it's sort of packed or pressed together. Okay. Asa isa menachito mina ores. What happens if you make this mixed wheat and rice? That case that keeps on coming up again, that we said that the the, the rice is nigrar achara chitim, that the rice combined with the wheat to make the minimum shear of dough to, to sorry, of, of really flour to mechaiba one in chala. So it says as follows, achar mi at mahalech. What do we go by there? Is it once it's gilgul, once it's actually fully formed into nice dough, or achar tinto, one it's the earliest stage, if you like, when it's sort of pressed and packed together? So that's left as a question and unresolved. Let's continue. Tanra Bershaya, chay chala kamin gavlu. Now, according to Reb Chaim, he says what the Gemara is trying to do here is explain where do we see that the Chiyu of Chala when it's formed into dough. Okay? So I'll explain. Um, he says, I'll read Reb Chaim. How do I know that the Chiyu of Chala, meaning what's the Ramalacha, when it's formed, rolled into this or the end of the kneading process, according to dough? That the term chala implies this language of gavlul. What's gavlul? Kol mashu hi batsekaroch, like a long bit of dough. Chatichachad, one piece of dough, one piece like a log of dough, right? If you like. Vahainu gemar lichsha, that's the end of lichsha. So it's the term chala itself that implies that. Okay, let's continue. Um, let's, however, Rebelaza says, Beshem Rebushaya, uh, so I've, I actually missed a bit, and some will actually take that out. But anyway, it says, That might meant to be gone earlier, but that's again the shear we mentioned in the Mishnah for wheat and barley. Fine. However, meaning, when is a chiyuv? Now, there's a machloket in terms of how to understand this part of the Gemara. However, Reb Chaim explains that what Reb Lezer is saying is it's even later is really the chiyuv doraita. Meaning, I'll read you the reader of Chaim. It says, He says, is it when's a chiyuv, when does it actually reach me to write the chiyuv of separating chala? That's after you've kneaded the dough and already turned it into small rolls into which, and you're about to place it in the oven. That's when the chiyuv do right is. So the Gemara says, palig." Is he being cholak on a Mishnah? Because our Mishnah says it's once it's rolled into dough. So we say, no, kan la halacha, kan Torah. Now, halacha, once again, we've seen this term previously in Yerushalmi, in this, in this Masefta, halacha means midirabana. Meaning, the shir in our Mishnah is actually midirabana once the dough is rolled. However, midiraita, the real gemara lacha, the real chiyuv, if you like, is once it's already formed into these small little buns, if you like, and they about to be placed in the oven. Okay? Tarim Yeshua ben explains it's also these gavlulim, these small rolls. So my time with Why does he hold that it's really the chiyuv was also at that much later stage? 
Because he says, you learn, you don't learn it from the Lashon, like we said before, the term challah implies sort of one big long rolled out piece of dough. But rather he learns it because the juxtaposition, which we've mentioned married many times, with challah and truma. Truma as in from grain. As it says, kitrimot goren ken tarimota. The Torah says, reishit arasitechem challah tarimu. In other words, the first of your dough you've got to take out. And it says, like the trumata goren. So the, the, that's the Torah itself aligns the two together. So ma trumat goren tell it min hagamur just as trumata goren. When do you do afrasha? That's when it's actually reached gemar melacha when you smooth over the pile. Afzu so to here when you've rolled it into dough. That's not when it's finished. It's finished when you put it into buns. Ah, you're talking about finished. So no menagur. So if you're saying when it's finished, ma'atam If you want to wait till it's mamash finished, then wait till it's finished being baked. So the Gemara says, Meaning, it says, Not So therefore, what are we connecting to Trumata Goren to say it's when it's Gemara Malacha? It's, if you like, the dough-making process. So contribute when the dough-making process complete, it's not just when you've rolled it into dough and it's nicely fully formed, but when it's actually made into these small buns are about to be placed in the oven. So for him, that's when it is reaches the, what's, that's the Gemara Malacha. Again, learning from the juxtaposition from the Goren. Just as the smoothing over the pile is when it's Gemara Malacha for grain, or each to their own Gemara Malacha. For example, we saw... Um, figs had their windows or pressed to compact or whatever it was. So too, he understands that is a, that is considered the final point in preparation of dough. Etc. Then one might consider that if you had forgotten and you went ahead and baked, that you'd lost your opportunity to take chava. Uh No. So I think it's think... only from Arisotechem. Um. I, I don't think they're learning it that way because if connected, if you want to connect it to trauma, we found by trauma if you didn't separate it, the goron when it's smoothed over, and it's past maramalacha, you, you know, other possibly not, we still do hafrasha. It just gets a shem tevel yeah. at that point. So I think it'll be the same thing here. I mean, it gets a shem tevel, mamash, yeah. like nigmar is when it's when it's formed into dough. And if you didn't do hafrasha, then you still have to do hafrasha. Mm-hmm. Assume if you want to connect it to trauma. Sorry, let's continue. Um, okay. Now, what's interesting here, we said in our Mishnah that, that as soon as you add water to the flour, even if it's not really mixed in, what you could do, you could already separate challah then. You can't separate challah from wheat, so as in from flour, but as soon as the water is retouched, you can already start making rafish times, And we explained that despite the fact, yes, it's considered tevel gamur, like mamash gamar malacha, only once the dough has been rolled, already for them to do that, and it was takanat rabbanan, it seemed like, no, you can, but they would do it. It was a takanat rabbanan, why? I'll read your back on the Mishnah, it says, takanat rabbanan, he should be isa tohora yafrish, so you can mafrish from an isa tohora, miyad immediately. Kadeshi imya vodlede isa tmea tuma, just in case it might become tame later on. So we try and take mafrish challah at the earliest possible opportunity. And the earliest possible opportunity is when the water starts hitting the flour. Okay? So now the Gemara is trying to say as follows. So Rabbi Yossi, B'Shem Rabbi Shimon, Ben Lakish, this seems to like the Rabbi Akiva. How's this like Rabbi Akiva? What if someone's mafrish chala from dough that's less than the sheer chil? So Rabbi Akiva says it's chala, it works. But Chamirim ain't no says it's not chala. So what's, how are we trying to say that it's Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Akiva? I'll read the Rabbi Chaim. 
Because Rabbi Kiva says, because the Mishnah said, sorry, so it sounds like this is really should Rabbi Kiva because it sounded like that we're already before the Chiyuv has arrived. Meaning, the assumption is it's only really Chayv and Haprashat Chala once the dough has been rolled. That seems to be like Shri Kiva, that if you've got a shear that isn't chayav and you mafresh chala, it works. So to here, it's not really chayav yet, and if you mafresh chala, it works. Right? That's what it's. That's what it's. Uh, that's what it seems to sound like. This is Shri Kiva. However, Chachamim says it's not chala. So therefore, you'd assume that since it's not chayav chala yet, because the dough is not rolled, you wouldn't be able to. So we say no. Gemara says that doesn't make sense. He says, but what are you talking about? When Rabbi Akiva says you're mafrish chala from dough that's less than a five-quarter cup, less than a chiyot, he says it is chala, but that's bidi yevet. Not that one should l'chachila go out and do so. So, but here in our Mishnah, it seems the chachamim will attack and the people should mafrish chala to earlier point, earliest point, l'chachila. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yona, Rabbi Chia, B'Shem, Rabbi Shimon, Lakish says, Yardula l'bishitat Rabbi Akiva. Which is one, which means is that since... They, they sort of relied on Shittat Rabbi Akiva to Metakanes. So what does this mean? I'll read, read Rabbi Chaim. It says, They're still going with Shittat Rabbi Akiva. Because the Shem Chala is Shaykh already then. Even before the Chiyuv. So to hear, because the Chiyuv was so concerned, the Chalum became Tameh, but once again, the assumption is, or the position, I should say, at this stage, is a relying on Shit Rabbi Kiva, that if you're mafrish chala before the chiyuv chala, it would work. Okay, not from flour, but already from this stage, it sounds like. Um, fine. Uh, however, the Gemara, the Gemara says, no, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. No, this is different, I'll call him. Why? It's kevan shinotenet etamayim zohi reshita risoteichem. Oh, you hear? And this is how we explain the Mishnah. He says, as soon as water hits the dough, it already has a Shem Isa. So therefore, what you're mafrish, you're mafrish minachayav. Okay? Now that's, in other words, this is a bit like the way I explain the mission. Now he quotes, uh, Reb Chaim quotes the Ramban, which is basically how I explained the mission before. Meaning, there are three stages when it comes to wheat. Right? When it's in the ground as little grass, you can't mafrish chalar, sorry, mafrish trum, it's nothing. Once it reaches a shlish, then it's already in the world of Truma Samas, right? You can mafrish Truma. However, then once it, when you get to Muruch HaKri, once you, the pile smooths over, that's the later stage, then you can't, you can no longer get a snack from it. It's Chayiv, it's Tevel Gamur, and you have to do Af Rasha. So here we've had the same three stages. When it's flour, it's not in the world of Chala Bichlau. Once the, once the water hits the flour, then it's like Havat Shlish. It's already got the Shem Abrisotechem. It's already, it's already, defined as a dough somewhat. So therefore, you can eat a snack, you can eat achila keva, according to Chachamim, well, you can certainly do mafrish chala because it's shaykh in the world of chala now. Okay? And then, and again, pr- presumably, pr- as the way you explain the mission, provided that you've got a shear of chala there that is chayv in chala. Okay? All the way Rukhaim Chaim explained, if you remember the Mishnah, also provided there's not there's not uh, a shear of chala with a flour remaining either, otherwise you're going to run into a problem later. 
Okay, so in your mafrish challah, then, but you can do, you, that's why Chachamim said you can mafrish challah at that point. However, once it's fully kneaded, that's like mirocha kri, and therefore you'd it'd be, you couldn't snack from it, it's tevil gamor if you like, and you'd have to mafrish challah. So there's the three phases. So our Mishnah could even be Kunshir Chachamim. You don't have to say Shir Rabbi Kiva that says if you're mafrish before the chi or bichlal, then uh, then it's considered challah. No, it could be Shir Chachamim because you're already in the world of the chi, because it's already defined as a risa once the water hits the flower. Okay, Seder? Let's continue. Tani, Maser Tever Shnitarevachulin. What happens if you have Maser Tever? So Maser is, uh, so Maser Tever means it's Maser Rishon. They haven't separated Trumat Maser from it. And it got mixed up with Chulin. We see Asul, oh, sorry, Oser Koshu. It becomes Asul. Even the Koshu, even the smallest amount. Why? Because really the Vatorum is Martin Vatavarov. However, what happens? If you're able to Mafresh the Trumat Maser, for the Maiserishon that's mixed into it, from another truma, from another Maiserishon, because you can mafrish more from one to satisfy other requirements of the other, then what do you do? Then you simply mafrish from Makamacher. And then what do you have left over? All you've got is a mixture of Maiserishon and Chulit. And Maiserishon is, is uh, immutar to a czar. A non-coin is allowed to eat it. A non-lady is allowed to eat it as well. It's just a property of a coin. So then you can just uh, eat whatever's remaining. Vim love, what do you do? Now here's a din. Look at this. Rebelaza ben Arach says, what you should do, what you do is you simply you say wherever the Maiserishon is, to the north side of that, I'm Mafresh Trumat Maiser from it. So you designate it. You can't identify because it's all mixed in. And then but at that stage, what you're gonna have, presuming there's a hundred to one against it with all the chulin that's around it, we say. It's batal. That's interesting because it sounds like what you're doing is mavatal isa lachachila. But you'll see in a moment that it's not so simple, Korreblism and Arach, because if there are other options, it doesn't let you do that. It's only here where you've really got no other option. Okay? Okay, Rav Yaakov Guvulaya, Besed Beshem Rav Chanina, Halachak Rav Arach. It's Halachas like Rav Lazman Arach if you're stuck in that situation with Masa Rishon that hasn't had Trumat Masa separated, mixed with Hulin, that's exactly what you do. And meaning you've got no other Maiserishon Memakomacher, Lafrishavah. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan. That which the Chachamim taught the Kohanot, instructed them. Now, what does it mean, instructed the Kohanot? It sounded like what they would do. Amara says, Malam do etakono. What did they teach them? So read your Reb Chaim. What they would do, they would bring the kohanot, I mean the na- neighbors, people in the area, they would bring the kohanot, their flour, to prepare the dough. Why? Because they knew how to prepare the dough in a state of tara, and they would roll the dough, and they'd take out their chala, and take it for themselves. And what they would do, they would take the challah prematurely, like we said in our Mishnah, meaning as soon as the water was added to the flour. So again, what would happen, if you, just to make clear, all the neighbors would bring their flour, because all the Israelim were Israelot, such that the challah could be separated instead of tara, and the kohanot would do it for them. And once again, as we said in the Mishnah, they would take it earlier. However, Here's where it's different. They would, they would instruct the Kohanot not to separate the Chala in a way that will make it Chala immediately, but rather only, as we'll see soon, that they will only make it Chala once, as you will see, as it says, that only once everything is completely needed. 
In that way, if they separated some this chala prematurely, and there was still an amount of flour left over that was a shiru chala, and if they made it chala immediately, it would be a problem because that flour was not yet dough, and then it would uh, the chala wouldn't be potterat. However, what they would do. Ella Omrod, as it says, what they would do is they would both make the it Krusha Chala Chal at the end once all the dough is kneaded together. So I'll just show you, let's just read the Gemara. Tareze Chala Al Ha'isa Hazot. So she would designate some Chala and say, This is Chala for this dough, the dough that's already flour and water mixed. For Allah Saor and the sourdough Hamitarebba, that's already mixed into it. Valha Kemach and also the flour Shnish Darba that's not yet mixed into it. Valha Keret's also the flour they'd put at the base of the table as well. Only once it's all roll, rolled together as dough. And that, as we said, and that is, despite the fact she's doing the Maisa Prasha now, it's only Chalas Chala at the very end, if you like. Then as to that which is in my hand. In other words, she'd mafresh it and say, once it's all put together, then, you know, that which in my hand is Chala. However, she wouldn't say the whole thing's Chala. It says, meaning I might have in my hand also some tamer flour that came from one or some of those that came from the women. Because all these women contributed some uh, flour and water and things like that. And it says, sorry, to make it clear, they would take flour from all the women. And then she would um, knead it all together. Okay. Um, uh, um, and the concern was this coin that's got the flower from all the neighbors, there might be some flower within it that's tame. And she's concerned that, you know, there might be some tame mixed with my tahor in this, uh, in this mixture, right? We're assuming, for example, that it's, uh, uh, you'll see in a minute. That it's like a, a um, if it's like a shein latuma that wouldn't make all the other flour that's chul in tamer. Okay, the chalat and chalat But if if she called the whole thing in her hand as chala, well, so if some of it could be tamer, and she wouldn't be able to eat it because she's not allowed to eat chalat So hilkach omer omrot mash biadi chala. She'd say that which is my nechala chutz michelak atamer except for the tamer parts that shabekan vinshi atamer chulin and the chulin that's mixed up with that which and sorry the tamer part that's in her hands. Would still be chulin. The shar bichelak she could eat that. However, very importantly, the major assumption is there's not a kabeitza earth of tame um, tame uh, content in her hand. Otherwise, that the tame padetzin would make the chala tame anyway. All right. So what's going on? Let me just explain it again. So let's make it clear outside. All these women will bring flour to the kohenet. Because the not because they would be able to make it to hafrasha batara. Fine, she would say that which I'm separating is is chala for everything: the sourdough, the flour, the dough. Everything's mixed together. The the the, the, the flour's underneath it, and then she say that which is in my hand is is chala except for the tame parts because she's concerned that some of the flour that was brought to her was tamer. And then what would and and uh, again that would work because provided there wasn't a kabetz's worth. Of tame flour slash dough that was mixed into it, the challah would stay tahor and it should be able to eat it. Okay, and that way she'd have challah tahora that was edible, even if there's small bits of tame, tame dough mixed into it, because it wouldn't be enough to make it tame. Okay, now the Gemara says that's a solution. 
ואמר, סדגמר נאץ, ואמר, הוא והטמא שבא ויעלה בחב המאה. If the halacha, so let's go back, let's not forget where it came from. Rabbi Lazar ben Arach said before that what if you've got Masa Rishon that hasn't had trauma, Masa separated from it, and it's mixing with Hulin, and you've got no solution whatsoever at your disposal. What do you do? You just effectively separate the trauma, Masa Rishon, and it's battle. So you could do the same thing here. Why do they have to have this special declaration that that which is my, is my hand is chal except for the Tamir part? When you could simply say, oh, the whole thing's color, but there's such a small amount that it's battle in it anyway, just like Rebel Azab and Arach. Why don't you rely on that solution of sort of mevatel, if you like, mevatel, the problematic part. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yona Amar, Reb Shmuel, Kaput Kaya, Vechad Min Rabbanin. Chad Amar, Kan Beshyesh Bokadei Lalot, Vekan Beshyein Bokadei Lalot. Okay, one, there's two ways of explaining why. ברבלזמנארכו When does Rebbe Lazar ben Arach allow you to, um, to, to rely on this bittel, even though normally ain't vatni tzulchila? That's when you're left with no other choice. Ain't panasam imakom acher. You've got no other, like in the case of Master Rishon, there's no other Master Rishon from which you could do Afrasha from. However, in this situation, the fact that you can use this t'nai, the fact you can say, she can say, that which is man is chal, except for the tamer part that's mixed into it, that's a solution. That's kamishya shapanasam imakher. Meaning, I don't need to rely on Bittl because I've got this solution at my disposal. Meaning, Meaning, normally, again, agrees. You can't, you can't just simply say anything that's inconvenient to you, I'll just mavatl it. Well, obviously not. The only time he says mavatl in Isur is when there's no solution whatsoever. And that, as we said, in the case of Maes Arishon, is because there was, no, there was nothing, you've got a mixture of Maes Arishon, and there's nothing I can do to solve the situation. So it's okay, call the Trumat call the, call the Trum Maes Arishon, and Mabatala, and do away with it. But that's because I've got no solution. Here, with this Nashim, they have the, the concern that maybe there might be a bit of a Tamer flour mixed into it. There is a solution. You don't have to rely on Bittal. You simply say, that, that which is in my hand is Chala, but only the Tara part, not the potentially Trumat part that might be mixed in. And therefore, you don't need to rely, rely on actively being the vital of the time of the Okay? Thank you very much. Have a good day, Ron Potter.